0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Central American Voices Podcast. I'm your host, Alejandra Quiroz. Gracias por
1: sintonizarnos una vez más.
0: Today we
1: are with Marvin García. He's a Salvadoran and Latin American marketing specialist at the music publishing company SongTrust. Marvin has dedicated himself to bring to bringing music industry knowledge to the Latinx artist community. Marvin has also worked in live music booking and is currently interest, interested in music sync. So welcome Marvin here in um, Central American Voices podcast. It's honestly an honor to be with you and I'm so excited to be talking about, about music.
2: Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate you actually taking the time to talk to me and we can dive into some great subjects, topics um, specifically for our communities.
1: Yes, You know, before we start talking about music, I always like to start with like a little bit of how was your experience growing up here in Central America? I know you um, were born and raised here in L.A and right yeah okay we're born and raised here in LA and I knew you have moved around so I would like to know like a little bit of your experience being a Central American Salvador
2: okay um so yes I'm originally from Los Angeles specifically Watts, California um so and I'll tell you because I've been moving around after that so I can tell you my experiences as well very quickly with other places. So, uh, you know, I live most of my life in Watts, California. Um, Los Angeles is one of the first places that a lot of Central Americans go to before spreading out. Mm-hmm. Most of the time they do stay. I would say um, growing up there in the beginning, it was great because I was able to, to kind of connect with my neighborhood, right? Like I was never the type of person that was like, you're different than me, don't talk to me or this and that or what have you, right? So my neighborhood was predominantly predominantly black, some Latino, and there was a mix of Latinos, right? There'll be some uh Mexican American, Mexican, Salvadorian, Salvadorian American, some Nicaraguans too. Um, so every it was it was really great growing up. Um obviously things start to change, right? Patterns change, uh communities mm-hmm. change. Um, So little by little, I started seeing like a slight divide within Latinos. Right. And just to just to be super upfront and honest, um, you know, as a Salvadorian at that, I want to say like middle school time for me. And I don't want to say what year because, uh, you know, I don't want to say my age. But, uh, you know, it started becoming a little bit different for Central Americans. Um, There was a lot more of a hey, you're you're like us, but not really like us. Right. So there was a lot of things that either you assimilate to like the dominant Latino culture that there is in Los Angeles, or you try to fight and keep, uh, this like kind of the core of who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. So it can happen either way. I know a lot of friends that do both things, both sides, you know, whatever path you take, that's, that's, that's on you. Um, but I did start to kind of feel a little bit of, uh, different kind of vibe after that um that kind of it was one of the reasons why i prompted to to start living in other places right to get different experiences Mm -hmm. because i i always tell this to everyone on the west coast like once you are able to travel outside of the west coast just even outside of the country whatever the situation may be you see that things are way different the way that you're looked at the way that People perceive you, right? we mm-hmm. pretty much the same thing, but, um, just your life might be completely different if you were to go somewhere else. Um, so I've lived in Canada. I've lived in Miami. I've lived in New York and, uh, Dominican Republic as well. So, you know, my experience was different in each location that I went to. Some places people were like, Oh, cool. Like, that's great. Some places people didn't know what. Central America was or Salvadorian or whatever the situation may be. So, uh, you know, you, you still like uh, learn from every experience that you have. Mm -hmm. Um, But you get to see how Central America in general is perceived in other places. So this Mm -hmm. is something that we were talking about earlier when I moved to Mm -hmm. Miami. I feel like for me, it was kind of like a shocking thing to me because se supone that in Miami like everyone knows you know dominant culture is Cuban but it's a little bit more mm-hmm. um not equal but it's a little bit more spaced out differently I, if I like cut up in different in a different sense so it's not mm-hmm. the majority it's maybe 30% and then everyone else is 15 20 or what have you so you got you have a great mix mm-hmm. so you'll have Cubans second largest group is uh uh venezolanos Third would be Nicaraguenses and Hondurans. So mm-hmm. that right there, the first thing that I saw when I got to Miami, Little Havana, was I I don't know the name of this person, but it's La Cara del del Señor o muchacho that's on el Dinero de Honduras. I don't oh, know. okay. What yeah, matches. yeah. Okay, yeah.
1: okay no <laughs> yeah,
2: okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So imagine seeing a mural of that. The first thing that I that I saw when I got to Miami, mm-hmm. I was like, wait, this is different right? And like, mm-hmm. when I would talk to people, instead of, you know, anyone, this is a thing that mm-hmm. happens in in our communities in on the West Coast, hey, are you Mexican? No, just because mm-hmm. you look a certain way, right? When you mm-hmm. get to uh, Miami, like, there's so many different accents, cultures, it's not, so that's not the first thing people hit you with, right? The first thing that people ask you is, hey, like, you obviously Latino, right? Are you Central American, South American? So it's a little bit more of a like, hey, I know you're Latino, but like, I'm not going to assume that you're something else, especially if you're talking a specific way or culturally or saying or doing this or yeah. that. So people are a little bit more aware of other Latinos in the area because there's so many different mm-hmm. kinds, right? So that's when you get to say, oh, hey, like I'm actually Salvadorian or I'm this or that. Oh, hey, I've heard of this place down the way,
3: mm-hmm.
2: which is a little bit different. Let's say you speak to, and I'll just say like a non a Latino Mm -hmm. person in California uh, has the same thing, right? Or maybe uh, even (laughs) a Latino person is like, oh, Mm -hmm. well, you know, I I didn't even know there was another state or country. Um, But it was one of the better experiences I had traveling. Uh, Mm -hmm. New York is a little different. Um, It's also one of those things that you're like, "Hmm, like, I know you're Latino, but like, which one are you? But people sometimes assume depending on who you're talking to, right? Because there's a Mm -hmm. lot of people that are coming from um, out of town, right? If you talk to a Mm -hmm. New Yorker, they'll be able to tell you a little bit more like, oh, hey, like you're Latino, but I don't know where you are. If you talk to somebody from that just moved here like a few months ago, like they don't know too much about it. So they'll assume, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But overall, (laughs) wherever you live, you'll have a different experience. So whatever you enjoy, Mm -hmm. like, be open to that, right? Be open to traveling, be open to, um, you know, many different ways of living in other locations is kind of how I want to wrap that up.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> no, but that's very interesting, though, because I feel like, and I think you bring a very good point of, like, traveling and I feel like even here in the United States, how, like, you know, it's a whole country and then, like, in different areas is different and I was just telling you earlier uh, about my experience when I went to New York and I was, like, Honestly, Mm. shocked because I was just there for like four days and Mm -hmm. I've never heard so many accents and so many languages in my life. And, you know, and, you know, here in L.A., we pride ourselves to be very like, you know, a lot of communities. But I don't think you see that here. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. I was up, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, I was hearing something, like, someone was talking, I, I don't remember what language was in that, like, mm-hmm. you know, every, and I was just like, whoa, like, right here, it's very diverse, like, and you can hear, mm-hmm. and they're like, you know, but here in, in, in LA, I feel like there's this, like you said, like, either we shy away, or like, we don't it depends with who we're talking to. And I feel like right. we have talked, I have talked here in, in the podcast as well about my experience when I went to high school because mm-hmm. I when I came from Honduras straight to high school and people were questioning nice. me, like my accent, right? Like I have, right, right, right. you know, like of course with years, my accent probably started getting low, but you know, I had a very thick accent when I was in school. <laughs> and okay, okay, like okay. people be like, Okay, like that's not how you talk or like, Oh, that's not how you say stuff, that's not how you say stuff. And I yeah. feel intimidated because, you know, you're a fourteen years old girl, you just came here, there's a whole different vibe of, you know, you miss your country, all the stuff. And now people are telling you you don't know supposed to say that. That's not how you say it. You know what I mean? So you try mm-hmm. away. And then you start to code switching, which is a word like I kinda right. like learned. Because when I'm with my central American period, oh boy, I hate looking male You know, everything is uh-huh. coming up. You know, uh huh.
3: <laughs> right. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, right. You
1: know, right? All the stuff but when I'm with other people I'm just like, oh see sí, you okay. <laughs> You know right, right, and
3: right, right, right. It,
1: it's like it's like a coach switching and I always mm-hmm. love that experience of meeting other central Americans here in, mm-hmm. in LA because even though there is a community, it's very hard to find. And it's always like, right. like, have you seen the meme of, what uh, uh, what's it called? The like, Spider-Man. Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah, or... like, yeah. Yes. Like, it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like that of like, yeah. wait, I, uh, do you, yeah. do you just,
3: yeah. You catch, exactly. you catch so a like, word.
2: Like, even if, yeah, even if they don't, like a person doesn't have an accent, <laughs> mm-hmm. you'll catch a word that like, for example, yeah. I don't know if in Honduras for wrinkled clothes, ustedes dicen ropa jala mm Okay, do you say no.
1: <laughs> right. okay, okay, okay.
2: Uh, okay, so imagine somebody okay. saying that. Your You're like, hey, yeah, like somebody else wouldn't say that, you know? So mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah and you know i often i often have this conversation with my boyfriend because my boyfriend is mexican salvadoran but he's mostly like mm-hmm. related to mexican experience of course he grew up right. here in la um and i always tell him every time we're walking or i was i was like i know central american one when i hear one and i'm yeah. never wrong I, I right. my my brother always said like my central mango' drinking things just like the spider room
3: because <yeah. laughs> yes
1: because it's like you know when someone in Central America here
3: and right, like right, right, right. you know
1: you can but I, that's when I became like wow like is it that crazy why people always assume like, oh, what's far in Mexico here? But you can tell when someone mm-hmm. is Central American, you can tell when someone yeah. is Mexican, when someone is, you know, from Argentina or from Puerto Rico, you can yeah. see it here. But of course, like the dominant uh, culture here sometimes get to like just categorize those like completely fully mm-hmm. from Mexican. And like, of course, I, at some time we're like, well, we have like, um, there's some people who might have like a diff, like a different reaction to that question, but I feel like mm-hmm. we come to accustomed to just being an a okay you to like you know, um, but I know some people may think that oh it's it's you that you're like rechazando It's not that you know what I mean, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's like you know kind of crazy for me to see like the difference when you are and the other side. For example, at East Coast, because right. I never got asked are you Mexican. It was like. From what part mm-hmm. of Latin America was you? Are you? Right. And it's like, damn, how
2: you phrase the question is completely different. Yeah, right. It makes you. I'm seeing somebody's seeing me right now. That's what it yes. is, and it's an identity kind of politic thing. That it's it doesn't come from, like you said, it doesn't come from hatred. It's more that, like, a lot of folks that kind of shit on us. Excuse my language, shit on mm-hmm. us because of it is because. They've never put, been put in a situation where their identity was, was mistaken or their identity was not seen as valid, right? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's a big part of us because that's where we, we can't change that we, like, you we were born yeah. to do it. us. I can't change that I'm Salvadorian. Maybe I might talk different here and there, but at the end of the day, it still goes back to the core. Like, we're over here mm-hmm. eating platano, frito, and all that stuff. Like, that's something that we can't change, and that's kind of, like... Mm-hmm. In a sense, it's, it's our identity and the value of ourselves. Not saying that that's the only thing, you know, that we, oh, mm-hmm. it's our value, but it's one of those things that like, if you have never been in that situation, it's harder to understand that just that simple question or, um, you know, whatever the situation may be is, it can affect even your mood for the rest of the day. Like, damn, mm-hmm. like, y'all don't know anything about me, but I have to know everything about you. I have to watch every show mm-hmm. about you, every soccer game about you, every this and that but you don't even spend one minute of the day to learn about mm-hmm. me. And that's how it feels a lot of the time. Yep. And that's why I even said it about Central Americans, that even if there's a large group of Salvadorians, they t- sometimes try to do that with other Central Americans. Mm-hmm. And for me, I feel like I always have to say something. Hey, remember how other people made you fail. Don't do that. Because at the end of mm-hmm. the day, we are a collective. Like We've had our differences. But uh-huh. right like uh-huh. it's kind of like one of those things like we'll figure out within our circle but don't go out there and be like Hondurans or this uh-huh. Guatemalans or that or like perwan uh-huh. uh, Panamania whatever the situation may be uh-huh. because at the end of the day like we're more intertwined than other uh-huh. countries at the end of the yeah. day and we have to also um be respectful to one another as well as other countries uh-huh. it's not just about just yeah. respecting ourselves but you know like we're facing a different kind of world. Um, mm-hmm. when we talk about Central America, so
1: yeah, it's like you know, so like in relationship, you know, having a brother or a sister, you know, like hey, you know, we can talk about right. stuff, but if someone comes uh-huh. to talk to you, uh, well, about to jump up you know, yeah, are yeah.
3: Like, about to
2: say, <laughs> don't hit my little brother or sister, only oh, exactly, yeah, I can do that, like,
3: exact- <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, 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 that's funny, that's super funny. <laughs>
3: Yeah,
1: but, you know, I wanted to ask you a little bit, how do you get interested into music and, like, the music Mm. industry? industry? Because, you know, I feel like um, in the, you know, in our community, in general, like, in the Latin American community, in this case, the Pacific Central America, there's a lot of times where, like, art, music is not seen as, like, something that you can pursue easily, Mm. right? So, like, how do you get interested in how, like, you know, did that came in the yeah.
2: You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll give you a short version of it because there's a whole backstory, obviously. But, um, it's so how that like, I actually learned. And it's funny that before the conversation that we were having before that you mentioned reggaeton, because that's honestly how I started kind of like being more interested in like Latinx culture in general. Right. <laughs> um, or Latina or, or how we want to call it nowadays. But, that is when I was like oh hey and this is this is it goes a lot let me let me step back a bit it has a lot to do with representation right so before reggaeton came out obviously you know what we see Uh in uh, music in California on on the TV right it's Uh most of the time like either white counterparts you know lighter skin or what have you when I saw like reggaeton like okay I like this and then I saw you know Tego Calderón and, like, other folks that were brown, Mm -hmm. I was like, wait a minute. Like, I've never seen this before. And I started becoming more and more interested in that. And the way that they speak is not how people speak in California, which also Mm -hmm. resonated to, like, oh, wait, like, people have a hard time understanding us. Like, that's, Mm -hmm. you know, let me see what I can understand about this. Let me learn about this. poco por poco, like, just enjoying music, different types Mm -hmm. of music that are not necessarily... At a, at, a, at one point in time, you would go to a quinceanera, they would mm-hmm. play everything, but now it's not <laughs> like that, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. that's kind of where yeah. I started diving into music, actually started making reggaeton beats when I was in high school. But wow. exactly what you said, that we, our parents, our family, uh, a lot of people that are not into music families, they're like, hey, like, make sure you also get your regular job because, you know, you're not going to get paid from this. There's not a lot of mm-hmm. understanding about what the music industry is. When in reality, you can make a lot of money from it if mm-hmm. you understand it or if you have your connections. So I had to drop that for a while. I actually went to school for Latin American studies because I was like, if oh. I'm going to do something, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if I'm going to do something, it's something, that I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, you're a professor. But, uh, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's crazy how it bounces around mm-hmm. and I'll show you how it connects at the end of the day because mm-hmm. I went to do that. And I was really like, okay, I'll be, you know, a professor. That's, you know, something that people can say like, oh, wow, like he's a professor. And then I started, I went to Dominguez Hills first and I was like, oh, this is cool. But they only had Chicano studies. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you you went to Dominguez Hills?
1: No, I went to see them. Oh, okay. Hey, Dominguez Hills is right here. Okay, yeah,
2: You know, I had to go to the, you know, to, yeah. to Dominguez Hills. But then when I transferred to UCR, because they had a Latin American mm-hmm. studies program, which is what I wanted, something more inclusive for everybody, mm-hmm. um, no me ayudaron. Like, all the professors were not Latino. Uh, se supone que it's a research school, and I would reach out to the professors, and they were like, hey, I'm full with my research, and this and that, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, hey, this is a little weird, because, like, you're studying me in an anthropological way, como si yo fuera un animal. Because the way that you're writing wow. is they, right? It's not like us as humans. Mm-hmm. It's they do this, but it's mm-hmm. weird how they do that, and this and that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I might be making a difference by becoming a professor but academia is slowly started to fall in the sense that they don't even offer full time anymore right a lot of the Mm -hmm. professors that i knew that Mm -hmm. were doing latin american chicano or whatever the situation any latin type of thing um they only had part-time right no Mm -hmm. benefits they had to go to different universities i was like dang this isn't looking too great either Mm -hmm. um so I was like, what's, what else am I passionate about once I once I was done with school? So then I got into the nonprofit sector. I love helping my community. When I was in Watts, I would try to go and help like with food drives and this and that or what mm-hmm. have you. I became uh, a case manager. So because I didn't have my license, right? I can't be a social worker, but mm-hmm. case manager, you're still, still helping out the neighborhood. You're still, you know, helping out people that are in need. And since I'm from Watts, I was able mm-hmm. to communicate with certain people in a certain way, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. like, why is this person getting all angry and this and that? I was able to like, okay, I understand what probably happened before you walked in here. So let's just sit down, calm down and like talk it through. Mm-hmm. And that actually reflects a lot differently. So that's one thing that I do always like to mention in social work, because you end up having people that want to help, but because they've never been in those situations, they their reaction is, is foul, mm-hmm. right? In the sense that like, Porque this group is acting like that? I don't understand. Well, you're not here to really judge somebody based off of their culture or how they uh-huh. communicate or interact. Number one, there's a lot of mental health mm-hmm. here. Number two, yep. just because they aren't behaving the same way that you are, doesn't mean they don't deserve the same type of help. So that's uh-huh. something that like within like Latino and, uh, you know, Black American populations, like there's a big thing that people need to talk about because there's a lot of people that are mm-hmm. like, very righteous, very like, this is how things have to go. And there's some people that understand that there's, um, you know, you have to help a person out Mm -hmm. from where they're coming from. So there's two types of, of, of things that need to be talked about, especially like holding ourselves accountable because Mm -hmm. most of the time it's like a Latino person helping a black American or what have you. And they never took the time to understand this person. So they're getting angry, but how are you getting angry if you're doing social work? Like you're, the whole Mm -hmm. point is help, right, try to understand that they're going through Mm -hmm. all of this, this specific person, whether they be, you know, any different color, like any color, right, like Mm -hmm. it could be a Latino person, white person, um, you know, Asian or what have you, like, their situation will always be different from yours and Mm -hmm. just know that, like, just take your time, like, there is is burnout, right, so also, Mm -hmm. like, I gotta see it, I gotta see that part too, but um, you have to manage that type of job very carefully and if you are not ready for that. Like you can actually cause a lot of harm if you're if you're not in the right mindset. But anyway, anyhow, yeah. Back to <laughs> during that time, like I said, mm-hmm. I love I love helping people out. That's something that that it comes natural to me. This and that. But my passion is music. So love and passion. Mm-hmm. Right. So I started helping DJs uh, book events in Los Angeles because I was still in Los Angeles at the time. I noticed that there was a community of Dominicans growing in Los Angeles. It's not as big as other Latinos, Mm -hmm. but it was starting to grow. So it resonated with me again, because I remember when I was only Salvadorian in Watts in my elementary school, in my my middle school, started to see Mm -hmm. it grow or have you. And having to like silence myself or having to speak a certain way, like you said, code switching mm-hmm. or like not even given the opportunities because I was Salvadorian. Like that's just kind of a thing. Right. So yep. I was able to help, um, this group of, uh, it was a couple of DJs. It wasn't, it wasn't just one. So it was a couple and I tried my best to connect them where I could try to see what we can do. Mm-hmm. And this was when, um, so now dembow is starting to be heard a little bit more in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. but this was before it was starting to to be heard. Right. So this was when it was in its mid- middle stage because it was okay. there for a while, but it's like a middle stage in New York and Miami is popping in DR Puerto Rico. Yeah. It's popping like it's East coast, we'll get music first. And then it'll start to go to the West coast. Uh, so that's when I started to say, Hey, you know what? Like it's a little bit harder with the music that I like here in Los Angeles mm-hmm. because In Los Angeles, you have a specific group of people that like their type of music, right? Which Mm -hmm. is fine. So I have to go where the music that I want to work with, I have to go to this location. So I moved to Miami. Uh, Miami is very gatekeeper-ish when it comes to the music industry. Mm -hmm. I remember I applied for Warner Music. There were a thousand applications. And I was like, I don't even have a background in the music industry, like an official one imagine somebody with five years applying for that same job, like I'm mm-hmm. already automatically out. So then I decided to apply to startups in New York. And I was like, I'm, I'm willing to make the the change, right. To move up there, up here. Um, and lo and behold, I started learning about publishing music sync, which is another thing that we were mm-hmm. talking about when you have audio visual, right. Music mm-hmm. on film, on TV shows or what have you. and, learning certain aspects of the music industry made me kind of like a better candidate in a sense mm-hmm. to be able to apply and get a job with Songtrust, who I'm working with now, which is a publishing administrator. So mm-hmm. we talk about royalties. We talk about the business end of things, which is mm-hmm. very important because like a Latino people, like they, they are one of the top in making music, but a lot of people are stealing the money from them or taking the money from them because we haven't learned the business aspect of it, right? Yep. Um, so this is what interested me a lot for this company because they do have a lot of webinars. They do teach about publishing. It's not like you have to sign up to do it. There's a bunch of free mm-hmm. information that they provide to be able to give kind of like that, that, um, empowerment to, to musicians. And it's not accidental, but like it eventually does. Help the people that need it the most, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, black and brown artists. But um, that's kind of like a quick way of how I kind of maneuvered myself through that situation. And now I work in the music industry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, this is a hot. I didn't know you went to study like in the Latin of studies. You know what I mean? Right. That's a whole, like, oh, let me go to that. study.
3: <laughs> Which yeah, I, I, yeah.
1: I love the, you know, you, you mentioned Tego Calderon because. Um mm-hmm. like I was telling you about like growing up in Honduras um there's like it, it, there's this bad reputation, even though we consume a lot of reggaeton, but there's this bad reputation of reggaeton, mm-hmm. and I'm most always la like que you know i was listening to Tego you're listening to daddy yankee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah daddy yankee but like daddy yankee when like
2: era. you know what i mean like oh okay okay you see, yeah that's that's funny that you mentioned that because during the time in california when reggaeton was being switched out for like corridos and edm i knew a lot of central americans that were still rocking with a lot of reggaeton like mm-hmm. the new stuff that was coming out and also like the older stuff mm-hmm. and i'm i'm surprised because i would just talk to somebody and they were like hey you heard the new plan B? and i was like yes i have how do you know about that you know what i mean because when you talk to anybody else they didn't know mm-hmm. or like what you're saying yeah. right now playero like i can name my maybe less than five people in california that can mm-hmm. tell me that but a whole ton of people here on the east coast because yeah. that's you know that country's music that area's mm-hmm. music y con nosotros since we didn't have Honduras has punta, mm-hmm. but every other mm-hmm. part in Central America, we're not, we don't have a national music. So mm-hmm. we are more open to listening to music from other countries. Like we'll listen yeah. to Bachata, we'll listen to Merengue, we'll listen, a lot of people listen to Rancheras and like Corrido or what have you. Like yeah. they're, we're very versatile mm-hmm. when it comes mm-hmm. to listening yeah. to music. So it's it's like, it's very surprising, but like, that's one thing that I do. I feel like it helped me in the long run because I understand most of the music, right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm working as a marketing on the marketing team for mm-hmm. Latin, specific, Latin specifically. And I can, with the Latin American degree and also learn, knowing that mm-hmm. stuff, I can say, Hey, you know what? Like this strategy is better for Los Angeles and not Miami, or this one is better for New York and maybe not so much mm-hmm. for Orlando. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's yeah. one thing about us that like we're very versatile when it comes to music.
0: Hey, I know we don't like ads, but before we continue with the episode, I wanted to tell you that if you like our content, it would mean a lot if you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Also, don't forget to follow us on the rest of our social media platform. And now let's continue with the episode. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, yeah, exactly. We're, you, you know, and then and there's something that is very crazy that I told you uh, I recently had to go through this process of music because, um, you know. Again, like I come for like that's the main music I consume is reggaeton, right? And yeah uh of course like bachata and but like, you know, reggaeton is what like my like twenty four hours. Like playlist Spotify. So um at the same time, like there's a lot of like specific rhythms that comes from from part of like, you know, Central America and like this case, like, you know, for mm-hmm. me for being from Honduras, I was very familiar with Punta, you know. Like in not solo mm-hmm. I, and there's no um, of course, like the punta comes from, you know, from the Garifonas and this very specific right. sound, right? There's this very like, like, you know, like the specific tambor, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> and then, of course, there's other people who have like accommodated to like be more, uh, modern. So, like, there has been como, how do say, como, like, a mix of punta and reggaeton, a mix of punta and um, you know,
3: yeah.
1: punta and merengue. Um, and then, um uh, there's a lot of like, for example, like in the area of like, guatemala there's a lot of marimba right and uh, for Mm -hmm. me in salvador even though like i know there's not like okay this music from salvador i have this specific um sound of like la cumbia del salvador because it's very different from like cumbia from like colombia or like
2: mexico right and then like cumbia venezolana i want to say like mm -hmm. pastor lopez i think is one of the main guys that's what and that's that's one thing sorry i don't mean to cut you off but that's also one thing it's one thing about music on the west coast and just kind of like in our countries in general like now it's starting to be like we're up to date but Mm -hmm. we're still holding on to cumbia from like the 80s and it's like okay let's make some new music you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i'm actually on una mesa de trabajo well i was on it because they said awards Mm -hmm. of an awards ceremony in el salvador and there's so many different artists doing so many things but because we don't necessarily have so much access to Mm -hmm. El Salvador or Central America in general like we don't know that people are making great music out there the radio is not really playing it and the radio in California is not playing it so it's hard to apoyar la gente de nuestro país because Mm -hmm. even if they're making new music because like we just don't really have access to it like we it's hard to find it
1: yeah and you know um I have seen, because I have heard, like, great music, like, you know, from Central America. There's, like, one of my favorite, like, rappers is from Guatemala. And, like, you know, they like nice. this, you know? And, but you don't see the same, like, you know, a lot of support here in the United States, right? And we, right. we could translate that. Of course, there is some support uh, in Latin America, but we always consuming outside, right? we always consuming, right. you know, in this case, because we are a region that consume a lot of, like reggaeton and like bachata and merengue we always consume it specifically from the caribbean right uh from like Repo- dominican republic um puerto rico yeah. and you know um so it was It's very interesting how like we see music i also like think about like that because even though like growing up central american is, is there's a different definition like how you grew up in identities, but like also like what shape you like in the music you kinda of like, right? Because right, there right. there's people who might focus more on like, you know, we have like our parents and Anitos Verdes. You know, like you know, all those little oh, like wow. you know, all those like that type of music or others that may focus more on la rancheras so or more like you know, Luis Miguel, or more like the area, mm-hmm. more like the Mexican
3: music, site, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly, like uh, Los Buquis y todo eso, ¿verdad? Uh-huh. And then you have other ones who are very, like, in reggaeton, but you have other ones who are bachateros, otras que les gusta el merengue, and that's how you, I love how you describe it, because we're so versatile, but at the same time, you know, it's, we consume a lot of music from everywhere, but there's a lot of Central Americans who are making music inspired of all those little areas. And I feel like this is when I told you that, like when I was going through this project, when I was in my head, I'm like, I want this project to be very Central American. To me, there was, it doesn't seem weird to put put bachata, even though like, I know some people will be Mm -hmm. like, well, Bachata is mostly from Dominican Republic, but to me it's like mm-hmm. no, like I grew like you know la pulpería de la esquina ponía bachata, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in the bus, yo escuchaba reggaeton, cumbia, y they bachata. They were blasting said, it. Yeah, everything at the same time. So I feel like um, when it comes to music. Of course, like, there's different generals, like, across Latin America that are ever specific, for one. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
1: But, of course, when it comes to Central America, I think that it's important to always, like, understand, like, the background, how we consume it and how we see it. And, specifically, how we mix it with those sounds that are very familiar to ourselves. You know, S- right. Punta, Marimba, you
2: know, all this stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, ah. Uh... But you know, we're we're at the end of the day we're we're growing. Um and now that the internet has made it more accessible, slowly we will get there. It's not gonna happen tomorrow, but it will definitely happen soon. Um, you know, there are great people making music out there. I can tell you in Honduras, there's a new like uh uh Punta Little Little June. He's Ooh, doing like Afro punta. that Punta. Yeah, little June. <laughs> I know that he's he was he was in actually calle ocho, I think he was doing an event for that. Porque hay muchos hondureño, allá. Mm-hmm. And You know he does show up for like Central American events in in Los Angeles. Y Diaz in mm-hmm. El Salvador. Like he's actually doing mm-hmm. pretty good numbers. He had a song with Jody from Nova Jody. He had a song with Jaga uh, mm-hmm. from Jaga Maki. You know what I mean? Like these are top mm-hmm. reggaeton people that like you don't necessarily see all the time with Salvadorians. So yep. it's great to see that like a lot of folks are growing in the industry, Um, you know, it's, it, it's kind of, you know, it's time, right? It's time to move from being the consumer to the actual artist and yep. to, to kind of put our flag down there as well to make sure that, like, people know we're here, right? An identity thing, like, we're mm-hmm. also here. We're part of the larger community, but, you know, we are massively listening to this music, apoyándolo. Like, I hope people do it back with us, but mm-hmm. even if they don't, like, at least they get to see, you know, where we're coming from, like, our um journey to to the music or what have you so that uh-huh. you know we're we're understood a little bit more or like you know we're we're in the spaces that we need to be and we're seeing how we're uh-huh. you know like human i guess i would say
3: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. yeah
1: you know and then I, I love how you mentioned like little june i love little june um i saw him in una feria in una feria but hace tiempo pero bueno yeah um, he's an amazing performer too. But one thing that I love um, is that, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's Belizean, right? Which also, like, in Belize, a lot. Yeah. I love Like, yeah. Garifunas are there. And I love the mix that he does with a lot of those things. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like. He does in, different genres just, like, with
3: punta. With mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, like, it's very interesting. You know what I mean? Like, how an artist can interpret, like, those sounds. And. Um mm-hmm. to me of course Bingo, like he, he, I was very familiar before I met like little June music, like I was able to mm-hmm. recognize it. I was very like you know, Casave. I was very like, you know,
3: uh-huh,
1: I see. You know all those all those little like you know, like exactly, you know, like like we people will call it like the OGs or like, you know, in in uh-huh. the groups, right? That no, had no made,
2: superstar. <laughs> yes, yes.
1: Yeah. So you know, <laughs> so seeing his like, you know, take on music and the way, like, for example, like, Oh My God. Um, yeah. And then there's another song about, like, I don't know, but, like, the the mixes of his voice also, and, like, the yeah, mix of Spanish, Spanish and English, like, in the lenguaje garifuna, it's, like, bro. That's like, right. even just that, you know what I mean? Like, I have always said that I would love to understand puta. But, you know, mm-hmm. in, in this case, it's, like, wow, like, he, he can, like, mix... Three, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, just yeah. flawless, and that's wow. Like you know, I, I don't know. Like, that's to be like that's how much. That's why I love like his take on punta because he takes it like from like what we have, you know, original scene from like Garifuna people to more modern, but also like mixing the English, to spa like the Spanish, and that's for, like right the, the Garifuna <laughs>
2: language. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it brings it. It brings it full circle. Cause uh mm-hmm. I remember see back then like Garifuna Legacy, que los en español y en Garifuna, like mm-hmm. there were so many times that like we didn't I honestly as a kid I didn't even know it was a different language. I was just like <laughs> right and I was just like, oh, oh, oh like as mm-hmm. an adult, I was like, oh, we were all like rocking with a whole different language. And that's what music mm-hmm. is, right? Like it crosses borders. It doesn't matter what language it yeah. is, if it sounds great if it's this, this or that, like you're gonna, you're gonna rock to it. And that was just yep. like, one of those things that I was like, ah, Central America, ah, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, But shout out, shout out to, you know, all the folks that were doing that back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes they didn't get paid for it. But you know, it was a big impact on us as Central Americans, because we yeah. remember those times. Um, we played it, we lived it. And, you know, hopefully, like I said, we can grow it a little bit more. Poco poco. Okay. Before we, you know, kind of close everything,
1: uh, if there's anything you may want to add, like add or anything,
2: um, I would just like to say to everyone in general, just all like, uh, people of color, like, if you're in the music industry, just make sure you do your homework, um, understand the music industry because at the end of the day, this is what will carry you on for the rest of your life, right? If you mm-hmm. have something that blows up that can actually feed you for a lifetime it even create generational wealth so learn about mm-hmm. it um, you know it's not always just about the artistic side we need to learn about the business end of things so that we're not
3: mm-hmm.
2: having our money to go to someone else right so uh-huh. just make sure you guys learn about uh, the business side of it also that you don't get played. <laughs>
1: yeah (laughs) yes but you know it was honestly an honor talking with you and very fun um honestly i'm always very excited to talk when i talk about like this specific time and people can recognize it right of like artists or because it's like oh you know what i'm talking about
3: Music. (laughs) uh,
1: yes yes but no it was an honor uh talking with you um you know thank you for uh one sending that request to be here. And I'm always excited when people like send me the request because like ah yes I can like, you know, expand more of all the topics and yeah. Uh right. thank you. Thank you for everything. Oh wait before I Thank wait, you for because, having me. Uh, yeah. Of course. Uh for everyone, you know you can follow Marvin. It's gonna be all of, like in the description, all of his social medias If y'all want to go talk more about music or anything, it will be there
2: before I forget to say
1: that. <laughs> no, but thank you so much Marvin. Mm-hmm
2: of course thank you so much for having me and hopefully you know we talk a little bit more about this in the future
1: Mm -hmm. yeah definitely
0: Before I say hasta luego or on to our next episode, if you like our content and would like to support my work, you can join our Patron or donate through our website. Also, don't forget that year-round we're accepting donation for our Voices Scholarship. All the information is always in the description box. And also, don't forget to come back for our next episode.